You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Michael Kist, Benjamin Solak. It's the Kist and Solak Show. Presented by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. You are flying high on the Kist and Solak Show. This is episode 75, brought to you by the five folks at SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. I am your host, Michael Kist. Follow me on Twitter at Michael Kist NFL. As always, joined by the best doggone co-host in the game, Mr. Eight Year Streak. Without a bad day, he is Benjamin Solak. Follow him on Twitter at Benjamin Solak. That's S-O-L-A-K. Ben, tell me how you're doing without mentioning Nick Foles because I really want to tease this thing. Well, aren't by you saying Nick Foles, don't they now know what this is going to be about? It's the Nick Foles Emergency Podcast. <laughs> but how you doing, brother? Man, every day is going to be alive. No, I've, I've had a wonderful day. Uh, I woke up late, actually, which was, which was sad. But I've been watching some film. Mike and I have been in conversation all day today. Not about this. But uh, I found a player that I really like who turns out Mike does not think is a good player because Mike is dumb. And so we're going to have to argue about that That's on some other nonsense. podcasts. Not this one. Well, it's very funny. Mike was like, oh, I don't think he's that good. And I was like, oh, I think he's really good. And then Mike was like, well, you know what? Actually, if I watch this game and this game, maybe he actually is that good. Oh, and maybe if you test this way. And I was like, all right, Mike. To be fair, I did the exact same thing in the other direction. So Exactly. Ben suggested a couple of games for me. We're talking about uh, a draft prospect. We'll get into Foles in a second. We're talking about Elijah Holyfield. Hollyfield, actually. It's Hollyfield. spelled Holyfield, but it's pronounced Hollyfield. I'm almost positive. See, Ben, I'm not a broadcast pores, so I watch all my film on the All-22, so I don't get those pronunciations. So Wow. The smugness is just seeping through the internet connection. I can feel it <laughs> thickening the air in the room. But I did just drop my top five running backs, and I feel like I'm going to have to update that depending on uh, Holyfield there because his grade definitely is better. Okay, enough talking about draft prospects. We have plenty of time to talk about that. Ben, earlier today, Ian Rappaport reported that the Eagles are expected to pick up the $20 million option to retain the services of Nick Foles. I phrase that loosely, of course, because it could mean any number of things. Right. There is... And it's important It's important to note from the beginning, the Eagles have picked up their half of the mutual option to pick up Nick Foles. Like, like when Rappaport said, he was like, the Eagles are keeping Nick Foles for 2019. Well, it's a mutual option. So they're, they're, <laughs> they've done their bit, but there's another half that has to come through. And there's a very important date coming up soon as well. And Ben, you just wrote all of this up and all the surrounding circumstances for BleedingGreenNation.com. You are the authority right now, so I will defer okay. to you. Hit me with everything that could possibly happen next. So uh, Nick Foles right now has what looks like a three-year deal, but the two remaining years on his deal, they're both like $26 million in 2020 2021, void if he's on – like if he's on, a, if he's on a, uh, uh, the roster to start the 2020 season, those – 
options void. So they really only existed to prorate signing bonus, I'm pretty sure. And so they don't matter anymore. Throw them away. So pretty much you have a one-year contract. $20.6 million is the figure. Now, this is a mutual option contract, which means that both the Eagles and Foles have to agree for him to play, like, you know, to be on contract for the 2019 Philadelphia Eagles at this number for that contract to come into effect. Philadelphia has done their part. They have activated their half of the mutual option. They would like, they would like Nick Foles at that figure, $20.6 million. Foles can either accept or deny. Let's the, the easier things to understand is if he denies. If he denies, then Foles is saying, I don't want to be, uh, be under contract with the Eagles in 2019 for this number. I would like to hit free agency. In order to do so, stipulated in the bonus, or excuse me, stipulated in the mutual option, Foles must pay back a $2 million signing bonus that he got in 2018. That's very important. It doesn't feel super important, but it is. And we'll talk about why later. Yeah. Foles has five days from right now, February 2nd, to pick up his half of the mutual option is five days in order to do so. There's other reports that he has like five days to from the 20th. Well, so here's the thing. So like the Eagles had to make their call by February 15th. Oh, Foles had five days after that to make the call. Okay. What I'm pretty sure is happening is that because the Eagles picked up on the second, well now Foles has to choose by the seventh, five days, right? He still might have until the 20th. I'm not positive. Right. Because we don't know when exactly that option is picked up technically. It's just that they're expected to. Right, Rappaport is expecting them to do it. So, right, that's what's important here. So we don't know exactly when Foles' timeline is, but pretty much it's five days from the initial report, from like the, the confirmed report. That's what we're thinking. Okay. Yeah. If he denies it, he has to tell the Eagles and pay back $2 million, and then he has free agency. Eagles, there's nothing left. Foles is a free agent. They could try to, like, you know, negotiate a new deal with him like any other regular free agent, but that'd be kind of weird. I don't think that's going to happen. Now, if Foles accepts... The offer. It's not because he's going to stay here and play or be under contract for $20.6 million. It's very important. There are some people who still kind of think that might happen. And I'm here to tell you, no. <laughs> and the reason no is because the Eagles are going to pay $20.6 million for backup quarterback, right? Like, that's not going to happen. Yeah, if you believe that, I really need some seed money to get this right. new investment Especially started. So please hit me up. They're going to be playing their, paying their actual starting quarterback like literally one-fifth of that. It would just be <laughs> impossibly weird. You don't, yeah. you don't like with the amount of confusion and, and locker room debate and, you know, how upset is Wentz or whatever, you don't want to deal with that. So there's no way he's playing it. If he accepts it, what likely is the case is Philadelphia has secured a trade partner. Foles is willing to go to that team. That trade yeah. partner is willing to uh, pay, like, you know, they want Foles and they're okay with the fact that it's a one year, $20.6 million deal. Like, maybe they'll renegotiate with him when he arrives. But pretty much it's like that they're cool with having him just for that one year at that figure. It's a pretty large figure. Um, and also, Philadelphia is almost undoubtedly getting compensation back that's better than the third round comp pick, compensatory selection they would get for losing Foles in free agency, right? Let's hit on that real quick. They still, despite the fact that they picked up this option, right. if Foles opts out, they still do get that compensatory pick, that late third round pick. Is that correct? Yes, that's what, what that's what we believe is what we expect. The comp pick formula is written in Sanskrit, so there's a chance no, like nobody really <laughs> knows how the thing works. Um, but from what we understand, yes, we expect that, and it yeah. would be like Mike said, a third rounder. It's at the end of the third round, so pretty much any third round selection or better. Which you know, if you're trading for a quarterback, you're going to get a third rounder or better is the compensation that would lead the Eagles to trade Foles. But again, we expect them to be in conversation with Foles about this and to trade him to a place he wants to go out of respect for the fact that 
Foles is kind of the man. Like, Foles has been huge for Philadelphia. He has a great relationship with literally everybody in the building. They wouldn't ship him off somewhere he doesn't want to go. And we'll talk about potential trade locations probably a little bit later in the show. Now, the other thing that gets floated around is a potential tag and trade. So Philadelphia wants to trade Foles. Foles denies the option. So now the Eagles don't have him under contract, so they can't trade him, right? Like, like right. it's very important to know. If Foles denies the option, the Eagles do not have a contract with Nick Foles to trade. So they cannot trade him. Right. Foles denies the option. If the Eagles want to trade Foles, they would then have to franchise tag him in order to do so. The franchise tag will be somewhere around $25 million. Foles would be That's making 20... Right. Now, Foles would be making $20.6 million on this option but remember in order for him to deny it he has to pay eagles two million that's why that's important so really it's a net gain for him of about two to three million dollars depending on how big the franchise tag actually is right so if Foles wants to like hold out to make a team trade for him under that bigger number the franchise tag again another like one year sort of deal uh this time at a bigger number it's a two to three million dollar difference i don't know how much that moves the needle so that's that's number one to consider number two for the eagles to franchise tag Foles. They have to have a trade partner, otherwise they are screwed. The the mutual option, that money does not become fully guaranteed until after the league year begins. And so the Eagles can technically sign the mutual option and then cut Foles before the money even becomes guaranteed, right? And then, boom, he's on free agency. Now, they're not going to get a comp pick for him if they cut him, 90% sure, but... They're not going to be stuck paying a guy $20.6 million they don't want to pay. If they franchise tag him, the moment Foles signs that, it's fully guaranteed. And so when you franchise tag Foles, you lose a ton of your leverage in the trade market because teams know you have to get rid of this guy. Otherwise, you're paying him $25 million to ride the bench, which is not good cap management. It is really, really bad cap management. So the only way a tag and trade happens is, number one... Foles says no to the mutual option, which would be weird because they're kind of in conversations with him about where they're going to trade him, we think. And then the Eagles decide they want to trade him anyway, which is like not great faith. You know what I mean? And like franchise tags, you have to operate in good faith with franchise tags. Like, like, like there's the Matt Castle thing back in like the late 2000s where like the Patriots yeah. tagged him knowing they were going to trade him, knowing they were never going to pay the tag. And like it had to be like a fair, equitable trade. They couldn't just like trade him for peanuts to get rid of the contract. So... If you trade him, you lose a lot of your leverage in the trade market. Because if you tag him, you lose a lot of your leverage in the trade market because people know you want to get rid of him. So these are kind of our all of our eventualities. We have deny the option, head to free agency. Accept the option, trade. Deny the option, get franchise tagged, and get traded. Or four, accept the franchise tag and be here for $25 million and the world explodes. <laughs> right? That's what we're looking at as what's going to happen next. Rappaport's report says he expects Foles team to deny the option to pay the two million dollars to try to walk right which makes sense that's the most likely thing for sure for me what i expected was just the eagles were just going to let him walk they weren't even going to try to activate the option because i don't think they're going to get great trade offers for him and and you know like sure they're getting back the two million but they just paid him one million for a bonus he didn't even hit you know what i mean so like right. like you know like this is like we're kind of splitting hairs here it's like what's what's a, like how much money is a nice money to just give to a person you know like it's like weird how much are they like patting them on the as we go through this they're patting them on the butt as we go through this process right it's kind of like all right we gave you a one million dollar bonus and now we're going to force you to pay for your free agency so give us two million back you know like there's a lot of like like what what is polite here like i don't really know like what's what there's no <laughs> etiquette for this what sort is of socially situation. acceptable yeah, yeah it's exactly. a weird it's situation like, what's the it's unpre- an unprecedented situation it's been unprecedented <laughs> since he won the mpp trophy and in every moment since eric continues to get ridiculous so now, if, if Foles denies, you're at a point where it's 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 tag and trade if you're going to try to trade him or you just get your third round comp pick in 2020. That being said, 
I do think there's the possibility that Foles does not deny the option, rather accepts the option, and here's why. Philadelphia has until the 15th to activate this option, right? To activate the half of the option. We're hearing at the end of Super Bowl week, everybody's all together, that they're potentially going to be picking up this option. Makes sense. It's Hmm. a good time for this news to break. The other thing that's happening, Brian Flores and Zach Taylor, the future head coaches for the Cincinnati Bengals and the Miami Dolphins, both of whom are going to need quarterbacks, both of whom are in a situation where bridge quarterbacks could be an option, right? Miami definitely needs one. Since he could or could not need one, depending on what they want to do with Dalton. And let's talk about that real quick with Dalton. We talked about it on a previous show where we talked about potential trade targets for Foles. Zach Taylor, the brother of Eagles quarterback coach Press Taylor, and they could dump Andy Dalton with zero dead money. So keep that in mind. Right. Which, like, you have to have a significant opinion of Foles to, to do that. Yeah. Yeah. To be like, all right, like Dalton's an unacceptable bridge QB, but Foles is. You know what I mean? But like, <laughs> so we'll put Cincy off to the side. It makes sense, kind of. But Miami, we know they're moving on from Tannehill. Okay. Brian Flores and Zach Taylor, New England linebacking coach and quarterbacks coach of the Rams, are both going to be stepping into their new head coaching roles, Cincinnati and New England, on Monday. For these teams to do any, like, these teams could not have done anything on the trade market, on the free agent market, in the, you know, dealing with contracts, who to cut, who to keep, because their coaches haven't been paying attention to their teams because they've been too busy trying to win the Super Bowl, right? But now, like, Friday, Saturday of Super Bowl week, obviously, I don't, they're still focused, but I think this is a point where you can start to get a better feel for what those guys are going to be doing with their respective teams. As such, the fact that the Eagles acted, like, you know, there's a report that they're going to activate the option 13 days before they had to, leads me to believe that they want Miami and Cincinnati to know mm. that they're willing, that, you know, like, like they, they want to have trade conversations about Nick Foles about this option when those coaches get installed. That's my, you know, like, if I, like, I'll put it to you this way, like, we've heard nothing about this option, and then it just drops randomly on a Saturday at three, right? It's like, pfft, out of nowhere. Right before the Super Bowl, right before two head coaches, two coaches step into the head coaching jobs, right before, uh, you know, teams who, two teams who might need quarterbacks, it makes sense in terms of, like, getting Miami and Cincinnati on the hook. Like, you know, it makes sense kind of, like, moving the uh, moving the gears of the engine, in my opinion. So, I think those are your teams to watch. If it was another team that was interested, which it still could be, like, obviously new coaches are still figuring stuff out, I think you could have potentially heard stuff before now. Like, the timing only really makes sense with... Miami and Cincinnati, in my opinion. And Miami knows that they're moving on from Ryan Tannehill. New coach knows he doesn't have a quarterback. They look at this quarterback class. I mean, we were in Mobile. We didn't see any quarterbacks that were really capable of doing anything for a team next year. You look at the draft. Kyler Murray can't decide if he wants to play football or if he even wants to open his mouth. I don't know if you saw that on the Dan Patrick show, but that was abysmal i mean like as as usual with these things i, I kind of take more of a middle of the road sort of approach in the sense that like yeah kyler murray went on the dan patrick show doesn't know if he's going to do baseball or football and was clearly unprepared to answer the questions and to me that's on his pr guy i don't at all have any umbrage towards the fact that he doesn't know what he's doing i also have right. no idea what i'm doing at every time always forever but he has a pr guy who should teach him how to better handle the fact that he doesn't know what he's doing whereas i do not and so i just say it out loud I 100% agree with that, and I also found it funny that he said he was getting better at answering these questions when he didn't answer anything, and he just kind of sat there and mumbled. Like, it's going to be overblown, and it probably is not that big of a deal, but at some point, Kyler Murray has to make a decision that he's going to start doing 
NFL things in the pre-draft process if teams are going to be comfortable with drafting him. I think that's the yeah. bigger factor as they move through this process. But that's a whole other thing. Again, Dolphins looking at this draft class, maybe they don't even like Murray. Maybe they don't want to take a swing on a short quarterback. Maybe they don't like Haskins because those are really the only two options if you're really looking at it. Unless you're in on Daniel Jones and Drew Locke, which good luck with all that. Anyway, makes sense for Miami if they are interested. Ben? Now, something that, that is important to know is... is there's the 20.6 million. It's on the cap. It doesn't matter until the league year starts. Literally, the cap is not real until March 14th. Doesn't matter at all. They can pick up this option while being over the cap, and they can continue to be over the cap until yeah. that point in time. Right, exactly. Right? I, like the book's got to be balanced by the 14th, but nobody's going to be checking them tomorrow and being like, "You guys are over." Like the, we know <laughs> when the you know the accountant is coming. It's the 14th of March. Rodney McLeod's restructure, despite the fact yeah. that it was like the day before does not thereby have much bearing on this. Like, again, like, they need to have space if they're going to tag him because the money's going to become guaranteed. But for There's just no this, for picking, for picking up the mutual, the mutual option, I really, I don't think, from what I understand, the McLeod right. restructure has no bearing on the cap space. That's not something to worry about. There's not going to be, like, another restructure coming or a cut or anything to make sure they can hold on to Foles' option. That's not what's going to happen. Again, and I'm not positive about this because there might be good faith stuff but i'm relatively certain like if they pick up the mutual option and then Foles does and then a trade falls through they can literally just cut Foles. like i think they can they're gonna lose out in the comp pick but i'm pretty sure they like you know again the money's not gonna be a problem they can just cut them before league year starts yeah and i think there's some dead money in there but it's like 1.6 or 1.8 million something it's, like that it's prorated stuff from his old signing bonuses i'm like 90 percent sure with threats to our nation waiting around every corner adaptability is more important than ever when conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Ben, gun to your head before we go. I had said before that I fully expected the Eagles to pick up the option and I fully expected Foles to opt out of the option. I'm kind of doubting myself right now when it comes to that because I don't think if they knew that Foles was going to opt out that they would have picked it up to begin with because it doesn't change the type of compensatory pick that they're going to get. So mm -hmm. I am kind of thinking maybe, again, with the timing that you brought up, the teams that might be interested, it does start to make sense that there would be a potential trade. Howie is Howie. We can never say we're sure what he's right. going to do because he surprises us all of the time. Gun to your head before we go. What do you expect happens? Yeah, so I, I expect he pays the two and he walks. Yeah. Because the, the number one thing I expected was just that he walked number one. Number two thing I expect is, you know, he, he, he pays the two and he walks now. Which is why, like, right. yeah, Howie's going to Howie in the sense that, like, picking up the Eagles half of the mutual option increases optionality by a lot. Like, there's much more stuff you can do as per just, like, letting him walk, obviously. There's only one thing that happens there. Because even if, like, for instance, their decision making, they're talking with Foles, they're both not sure. I'm picking up that option because I have to by a certain point anyway. Right. And so... Uh, I expect him to just pay the two and walk. Uh, I just don't think there's going to be a huge trade market for him because there's still the impression that he's fool's gold, uh, even despite the fact that he's had two successful playoff runs. More like fool's gold. Yeah, Sorry, but um, also, like, you got to remember, like, you're trading for him on a $20.6 million contract, right? So you have to, like, you and your front office, you're in Miami, you're like, all right, either we 
give the Eagles significant draft capital to pay a guy $20.6 million for a year and then potentially have to renegotiate with him and keep yeah. him longer, or we don't pay the Eagles anything, we see we, we anticipate a weaker free agent market, and we potentially get him on a more team-friendly deal for a couple more years or a lower one-year number, whatever it ends up being, right? I mean, you look at the Jaguars, they're saying maybe they right. could sign him for 15 mil. We're going to have to cut Blake Bortles. That's going to cost us 10 mil in dead cap. That's going to make us at 25 million for Foles for that year or your quarterback position for that year. Right. Kessler's only making a million bucks instead of over 30 million. It means a lot. Exactly. So like, there's there's a ton of algebra that has to go into the decision to even initiate trade talks with the Eagles. So that's right. why I just don't like, like trading for Nick Foles makes sense in a vacuum. You tag everything else on with it. The amount of money, the fact that he'd hit free agency, if you don't trade, like all that stuff, it just makes it so much less likely. So to me, I think he, uh, I think he walks, he pays the two and he's gone. Hopefully it's, it's with goodwill. Hopefully like, like you know, the Eagles don't have a gun to his head and be like, give us 2 million. Like, I don't, I don't think that's the situation. <laughs> I would hope not. Yeah, no, I don't think it is. Uh, like you know, I don't think they're kind of like forcing, strong arming him here or anything like that. Uh, but he pays the two, and he walks, and then he pay he plays for two years in freaking Washington, and then nobody hears from him ever again. And then ever he's the again. quarterbacks coach of the Eagles by twenty thirty. The end. So we are going to be keeping track of this thing. If anything else drops, of course, we will drop an emergency show about it because that's what we do here at Bleeding Green Nation podcast. Ben, would you say goodbye to the gentle? It's a motorcycle. Give me a second. Vroom. Would you say goodbye to the gentle listeners? I that was my that motorcycle. In. Did you like it? I know. It's adorable. My Thank son you. does the same thing. Oh, yeah. Augustus, my godson. How is he? He is fantastic. I spent the whole day with him, man. He's, he's, he's cooling. Of course he's good. He's my godson. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Kiss and Snowlack <laughs> show here on BGN Radio. Uh, this is the Emergency Fulls Mutual Option Report potentially being picked up by the Eagles podcast, which... It's not it's a huge yeah, like we got twenty solid minutes title. out of this. There's just like I said, it's unprecedented. There's a lot that's going on. So we hope you enjoyed. We hope you have a better feel for what's going on. We hope you can talk down to your coworkers and explain to them how this is all gonna work. because uh, that's our goal here is sanctimony and condescension. But really the spirit of Michael Kist and Benjamin Solak, who you can find on Twitter at Michael Kist NFL, it's K-I-S-D, at Benjamin Solak, that's S-O-L-A-K. Uh, we're going to be stepping now that we're into February. Now the Super Bowl is happening tomorrow. We're going to be stepping into our off-season podcast. Mike and I already, already teased that a little bit. So if you head on to uh, bleedinggreennation.com, you can already find a lot of Mike's positional rankings for his running backs, for his safeties. You can find all of mine at thedraftnetwork.com, and you can always subscribe to the podcast feed to hear all of our off-season debates about who the Eagles need, why they need them, and what they should do about it. Thank you so much for listening. We will catch you later this. Oh, next week. It's Saturday. Next week. We all we got. We all we need. Fly Eagles fly.